You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen and lowlifes, listening to uh, Emo Brown Podcast today, a little special recording with a special person who has a special story to tell us. Somebody I've known for a couple of months here locally, uh, he has seen our little Emo Brown social club develop into what it is, and he had some insight and some stories he wanted to share with us. But first, let's pay the bills. Emo Brown Podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational, cannabis needs. Pull your card, I'll get that 15%. Join the club, or maybe not. By the time you hear this episode, your outlook on clubs may change. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the unknown namer, an acquaintance, a local man, somebody here that, uh, he, he, he is, uh, and I have to be very vague with things. We have to, I have to be very vague with the way I introduce you and what, what we're going to talk about, because uh, I, I, I enjoy a good Motorcycle club story. I enjoy Sons of Anarchy, and and, and I want to get into that. You know, I, I enjoy watching. Uh, you know, just History Channel has a lot of documentaries and a lot of stories. You know, uh, about motorcycle clubs and the lifestyle and this and that and the misnomer, misconception. What is true? What is false? So I wanted to bring somebody in who has a little insight on that. Somebody who can kind of pull back the curtain a little bit a little bit as you've gotten permission from people that you know give the permission right sir tell me a little bit about what we can talk about what we can talk about just so we can set some ground rules not mentioning any club names go ahead uh breaking news i don't know any club names okay so that we're off to a good start yes. I, know, I know the big ones yeah and that and, and, that, and that's do. it yeah a lot of people don't know the small name or small ones Cause there's some, there's a lot of small ones. San Diego probably has about nine to ten, maybe up to twelve one percent motorcycle clubs. One percent motorcycle clubs in San Diego, and then you have a probably sixty to seventy motorcycle clubs that are not considered one percent. What is one percent? What is a one percent motorcycle club? Well, as the government portrays them, they're an outlaw motorcycle club. Or gang or whatever you want to say. Okay. I don't say gang. I say motorcycle club because they're a motorcycle club. They're motorcycle enthusiasts, just like I am. Just like most people that are in clubs or people that ride motorcycles. Unless it's just the weekend little warrior guys. Okay. So those weekend warrior guys, is that what you would classify the other 67 or so motorcycle clubs that are in San Diego? Weekend warriors. Maybe a few of them. Uh But I know there's, I mean, there's. A couple here in Chula Vista that I know that they're pretty big, and I see them. I see them out and about. You know, I see quite a few clubs out and about. I see more. Uh, we'll call them ninety-nine percent clubs out than I do the one percent. Okay, let's let's just get a little background on you then, without mentioning any names, obviously. Um, what's your experience with motorcycle clubs? How'd you get involved? Uh, what 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 are you considered? Are you a uh, are you in a motorcycle club or what, what, what's your role? No, I'm not. What's your expertise on the topic today, sir? I wouldn't say expertise. Go I'd ahead. say a little bit of knowledge that some people may not know. You know, I've ridden with a 1% motorcycle club on probably 15 occasions. What is that considered? I know when, just, and, and again, my fucking knowledge is by watching TV shows and documentaries. So I know when you're, you're trying to break into a motorcycle club, they refer to you as a prospect. No. No. First, there's a hangaround period. A hangaround period. So I'm assuming those people are referred to as hangarounds. Yes. Okay. Male or female? <laughs> Strictly male. Yes. So that's another. Okay. So yes. you. There's, to be not, in the, one, there's okay. not 1%, not 1% motorcycle club that has any females in it. Okay. All right. They have no business knowing anything about what's going on with the club. All ethnicities welcome. Yes. Yes. Slight hesitation. Well, I mean, I've never seen it. Are you talking about membership? Yes. Well, I know there's a few that don't have certain- Ethnicities? Right. So, 
I wouldn't say that they're not allowed. I think it's more of a thing when, you know, say something goes down and they get locked up. Mm. And if they're African-American, black, whatever, however we want to use the name or the term, and then you have a white guy that they're in the same club, what happens in prison? So same rules that apply outside of prison don't and you're in the same club don't necessarily apply inside of prison in the club. Never been on any mm. of them. Okay. I've never been in the inside of prison or freaking outside, but I know that there's politics and everything. So your experiences are you've been on more than a handful ride-alongs or yes, with with motorcycle clubs of the one percent nature. Damn. One one particular club that how yes. how difficult is it to do that? If you're not in the motorcycle club, it's not difficult. No, they know who I am. They okay. So is it like a vetting process? Like they have to know who you are. You kind of grew up with them or, you yes. know, friend of a friend, a yes. friend of ours type of mentality. Yeah, my, He's a good guy. My good, my good friend of that, of the club, he was my roommate back in the early nineties. So he vouched for you in a sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's always going to be, there's always going to be an open invitation. Okay. You know, so, so you, you've been invited to be in a motorcycle club. I've been asked to prospect. Yes. Okay. So hang around and then it's prospect when you're actually invited to. Right. All right. All right. All right. There's a big time vetting process. I don't doubt it, man. What, I mean, what, hang, what, what hang happens? Around, hang arounds probably have to hang around for six months, maybe to a year. And then the prospect is a year. So you can, in essence, two year period. Yeah. Before you actually get, and some clubs what's are, the term? Some clubs are longer. Full patch member. Full patch member. All right. I'm writing these things down because the Emo Brown Social Club Sunday rides are getting to the level where we're going to have to distinguish these type of things. <laughs> you patch people Oh, in. man. What do the big, like the one percenter clubs think of the, the smaller clubs? Like, are they, do they kind of look at them like, all right, whatever, or- no, I think there's mutual respect. There's respect. I would yeah. assume. I mean, a motorcycle is the common interest. I feel it's like the common denominator. Exactly. Everybody out there going out and having a good time. I mean, there's a hierarchy. Go ahead. I mean, for that smaller 1% club, they have to get an okay from someone. Okay. You know, whether it be from, most likely it's the dominant club in that city. Okay. So if I started a motorcycle club, I'm not, I won't. I've never even been on a motorcycle. I would have to go. I'm in Los Angeles. I would go to Los Angeles, the motorcycle clubs who are in control in LA and be like, hey, sir, kind sir, I'm interested in starting a, a motorcycle club. What does that look like? You could do that, but first you'd want to go to COC. Que It's a confederate of clubs. Okay. And each city has it. Okay. San Diego has it. All, all cities have it. It's a confederation of clubs. And you come up with your name, your logo, the colors and people say, yay or nay. Okay. Or, you know, that color is too close to this. You might want to change it because that. You that could create color. some unnecessary issues. Right. All right. All right. What is the biggest misconception from people who are in motorcycle clubs? That they're all drunk assholes. Okay. All right. So that's they're all perfect. I mean, the, the guys that I know, they're all professionals. Okay. One, what does that mean? Uh, one's a real estate agent. Okay. One's a. He actually, one guy that we were the, when we were off air, what we were talking about, he is, he helps uh, undocumented immigrants get their documents. Okay. So it's like, a, like a, a service worker, a, yeah. a social service. All right. Yeah. All right. Nice. So why, why do people have these misconceptions? Because they- And I'll tell you why I think I would ha have my own. Because of TV shows and the news. Yeah. You know, they don't tell you, they don't tell you the good that they do. No. You and know? you hear a lot of good. I mean, we live on a border town. So we know, I know, and I'm a novice in these things. And I know that the motorcycle clubs make runs down South. Yeah. And they make runs for charities, for, for, for foundations, for orphanages, whether it's Christmas. I don't know the schedule, but I'm assuming it's always around Christmas or whenever something's happening. You hear about it on the news. That's when you hear the good stuff. Yep. Then you hear about it just by word of mouth. You know, Chilla Vista Small. So he's like, oh, did you hear such and such? They're going, they're making a run this year. They're doing this. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So why do you think that those things ra rarely get highlighted? I think it's an agenda. They don't want them to be portrayed as decent people. Why? That's I weird. Know. I don't know. It, it, I mean, when you think of bikers, mm. you think of dirty scumbags, tattoos, okay. dirty, spitting when they're talking and freaking drinking beer and throwing beer at people. All right. Not like that. They're, prof they're, they're professionals. Everyone's got to make money. 
I mean, you can't just join a motorcycle club and not pay dues. Uh huh. You got to, you got to, they don't want, they don't want druggies. They don't want anything like that. They want go-getters. They want people that are going to make money. All right. People Where did this money, money go? What? Well, they pay dues, uh -huh. you know, and then when they have fundraisers, then they give money to the, to the D, to the, uh, whoever they're fundraising for. Okay. So like a charity involved charity, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. Like I know all the toys go to the orphanages. So far you're describing something similar to what we do. So far you're describing uh, to the T, the Emo Brown foundation, That's exactly you know, and, and you're describing like our Sunday rides. You guys happen to do it on a much larger scale on, on real uh, uh, vehicles <laughs> and real motorcycles. We do it on BMXs and, and, and electric bikes. Right. I'm not even gonna ask you what a motorcycle enthusiast think of somebody who rides an electric bike. And let me like, I, I do not ride one, sir. Mine is all pedal power. It's all good. Bicep pedal wheels. powers. Is that really, is that how you guys see it? Me, that's the way I've always looked at it. Like when other, when people say, oh, I, I, drew, I ride this bike. Okay, cool. Nice. That's your preference. My preference is Harley Davidson. You know, I don't care. You're on two wheels. You're good. You know? So you have been hanging around motorcycle clubs for at least 30 years? Not, not I've known people in the motorcycle club scene for since 94. Okay. And I've been in the com motorcycle community for over 35 years. You know, I've been riding for over 35 years in San Diego. So it took you, and I'm going to just use you as an example, not necessarily that you did it. You put a year in as a hangaround. Then after you got, you were hanging around for a year and they kind of said, all right, you know what? We so like him. He's a good dude, you know? Let's ask him if he wants a prospect. And then boom, what's entailed in the prospect life? Like what, what, what happens there? Whatever they ask you to do. It's basically, you're a gopher. Basically. Whatever, yeah. the, whatever the job entails, it's like, hey, you know what? We're having a meeting. We're having a foundation meeting, a club meeting. Can you go get some food for everybody? Exactly. That's Can exactly you, what they do. They're not, they're not their little bitch. Okay. They treat them with respect. So you said that, not me. Right. <laughs> right. They're, they're not their little bitch. They're, they treat them with respect because we're, we're all going to be brothers. You know, if you, if we vet you good enough and you're a full patch member, then guess what? All right. You're not you don't want to have, oh, so-and-so is a shithead to me. So I'm not, I don't like him as much. When as I get there, I'm going to get mine. Right. All right. All right. All right. So they, they treat, they treat everyone with, with that respect. That experience is about a year long. It depends on what club. Yeah. Some clubs are longer than others. Okay. All right. Uh, probably the more established clubs probably look at you a little bit more thoroughly. They got to vet you so you, they don't think you're a cop. Oh, it's just, okay. So no cops are allowed to be in motorcycle clubs. Well, no, there's a lot of motorcycle clubs that are cop clubs. Those are, they're distinguished on their own. Separated. Yes. Okay. Yes. They'll, right. say it, they'll say L-E-M-C. Okay. Law, Law enforcement. enforcement motorcycle clubs. All right. And they're not, I don't give them that much respect because- you're trying to live a lifestyle that you come down on, you know, when you like, cause I, I know, cause I, I've been riding in Santee and I had a certain color hat on my, on the, on my helmet, underneath my helmet. I got pulled over for it. Okay. And he, the cop asked me who you ride with. I go, you don't see a patch on my back. Do you? He's all, no, I go, then I don't ride with anyone. He's all, well, the color of your hat. That's why I pulled you over. I go, I figured. I go, I understand I'm out in Santee. I understand what you're saying. So you can fuck around and, and not know what's going on and accidentally get yourself in trouble. You know, a lot of people think that white people can't get racially profiled. Go ahead. Ride a motorcycle. Really? You could get racially profiled in a heartbeat. All right. In a heartbeat. <laughs> Look at that giggle. It's like almost like you're happy that it happens to them. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, there's been times where I was a little dirty. Yeah. But I learned my lesson not to talk back to them. Just do what they tell you to do and you do it and you'll be on your way. You know, they're usually pretty cool. Once they, once they look up your number and all that, or run your license and all Let that. Let them shit. do their job. You do your job. Everybody leaves happy. Exactly. That's hard to learn some, for some people though, man. Well, I got, I've got was, some cousins and I've got some friends well, that, you it know. Was, it was hard for me when I was younger. It's an authority thing. It was young for, it was hard for me when I was young. That's why I got, that's why I got busted on my bike twice. Yeah. yeah. So now you're at the point, we're going back in time. You've done the hang around for a year. Let's just say this specific motorcycle club did it for a year as well. They vetted you as a prospect for a year. I'm pretty sure within that year of being a prospect, there was certain, um, certain bars you had to achieve yeah. in order to get to the next level. Yeah. Are you at liberty to say examples of certain things that you have to do in order to get patched up? I'll give you an example. In jujitsu, before you get uh, to the next belt level, there's a certain amount of 
um, technical moves that you have to do or, or defensive moves and show how to, yeah, you I know, know. I know what you're talking about. So is, is there certain yeah. measures that they'll, they'll, they'll gauge you by? Like, you yeah, know they'll, what? They'll, they'll send you on a, on a mission to go up to Northern California. Okay. And you make it back in a certain amount of time. All right. So it, it is like a cannonball run. They'll say, "Hey, get go so go to the, yeah, go to go to go to San Francisco." But you've got a day going, and a half. But you're going to someone. Okay. And you have to receive something from that somebody. All right. And then you. Take so it's a, it's a task. Yes. All right. It's a task. Man. All right. So far, so good. So far, I think I can do it. Okay. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Dude, I've never even been on a motorcycle. I've never uh, I've I've never been on a motorcycle. I've been on like uh, quads or three wheelers. But never it's kind of the same thing. No, That's I mean where most people people start there. Yeah, but two wheels are two wheels. You know, I've never been on a, a like like a motor two wheeled cycle ever. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just don't, don't think I'm coordinated enough. If you could ride a bicycle, you could ride. Once a upon a time, I, I was trying to get you know wifey to sign my permission slip to purchase <laughs> a fucking motorcycle. She laughed at me. <laughs> She's like, "No, what's wrong with you? Is that an issue with why some people?" Don't join the stigmatism of joining a motorcycle club. Your family, your loved ones, your wife say, you know, no, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Why did you not join a motorcycle club? Probably because of that reason. Exactly. All right. All right. Why? She just understands what goes on or she didn't want you living that she, lifestyle. Or? She, watched, she watched too much Sons of Anarchy. Tell me about Sons of Anarchy. Now that you bring that up. How uh, true to life. Fake. Completely. Yeah. But I read that it was written by somebody involved. Well, yeah, but they're you're if you watch Sons of Anarchy, if they did it uh, about a real time club, you'd fall asleep. What goes on in a date? I've been patched. You're, you're patched up now. You've spent two years, you know, doing what you need to do. You've what, made those. What runs. I think. Yeah, you've done those tasks of going up and 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 finishing the task. An assignment was handed to you. You did it. You accomplished it. You came back. Hey, fella. Good job. I'm, I'm patched. In. You're patched up now. Okay. I've, so now you're patched up. I still have to go to work the next day. Okay. So you live your life according to how yeah. you always lived your life. Of course. At what point do they say, all right, it's time to, uh, well, when they, ha when they do their gala, their gatherings, Okay. You know, when they say, Hey, you know what? We're meeting up on Friday night for a couple beers at this, this joint here. You have to be there. Well, I mean, if you're a full patch member, eh, you could probably say, you know what? I'm going to be with my old lady tonight. That's a passable excuse. Yeah. Shit, man. I'd get kicked out in the first month. Like I get, I get made fun of because I don't go out anywhere and I'm, I'm hanging out with the kids. I'm hanging out with the family. Well, that's, turn, that's part of the vetting, vetting time, you know? They vet you and if you're, if you're a prospect and you say, I'm gonna hang out with my old lady, they're probably gonna go, huh, you know what? Maybe he's not- He ain't about this life. Right. All right, okay. You know, I know some clubs, family does come first. Okay. Some clubs, club comes first. I'm a big fan of that lifestyle. I'm a big fan of the community. You know, I-, I, I I get excited. I'm on, I'm on the freeway and then I'll see like a, a big old group of, uh, of motorcycles coming through. Have you seen a 1% motorcycle? I have. I have. I, and it's fucking interesting. Well, you can name which one you saw. Uh, I'd rather not. Okay, <laughs> but, but I, I saw them coming down. The okay. Well, I saw them on the freeway and they were coming down and it's fucking in, like super interesting the way it broke down. Like you can tell who was in charge because he wasn't in the front. You can tell who was in charge because he was surrounded by a few other people. And then there was more just kind of trailing along the back end. And I was telling my wife, I was like, if you look at that, who's in control? And she's all, that guy. I was like, why? Look at all those motorcycles around him. I said, yeah, right. It seems like that guy's like. Well, he's the head honcho. Yeah, he's but probably could, protected. But, but the, he's, he's the president. If, you, if, it's a, if it's the full ride, if everyone's going, it's the president that's being. There was like, fuck, there was like a lot. There was like 50 fucking motorcycles. Okay. Is that overwhelming or is that a normal Sunday cruise for a club? Well, no, because that's, that's huge. Yeah. That's a huge club. All right. You know, that's a huge club for, I mean, clubs get together from city to city to city. And then that, when it, when it's like that, then it's huge. Yeah. Cause I've seen people that are in clubs who are wearing their cuts mm -hmm. and their cuts don't say San Diego. Like their cuts will say uh, Northern California or the, I've seen cuts that say Mexico. Yeah. You know, I've seen cuts that I've seen a cut that said Sinaloa and I was like, oh shit. Like that's, like, that's just like all of the things right there. You're, you're combining all of the things. Yeah. So the motorcycle club community, the, the lifestyle, everything, it's international now. Oh, it's been in. How did this start? How did, how did the, the, the uh, ideal and the, and the moon? 74 years ago. Go ahead. 74 years ago, the biggest 
club in the world, you know. Birth out of what? Just kind of like everyone wanted to hang no, out. They 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 came back from World War Two. Okay, and you know it. You were never in the military, right? No, sir. See, the camaraderie that you have in the military is just like it being in a motorcycle club. Unbreakable. Yeah. I mean, it's, in the, a, brother, in, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, because if you're in the military, you're putting your life into somebody else's hands. Right. I mean, to this day, I have three good friends. If I don't talk to them for five years, if I saw them the next day, you would, you would trip on how we don't miss a beat. For sure. And that's how it is in the motorcycle community, you know, especially when you're in the same club. You're, you're, that's your brother. You, you'll do anything for him. And they've done a lot of things for him, you know? It's, and that's when uh, it becomes club before family. Yeah. Oh man. So if, is it like- well, most, of the, most of the people that are in motorcycle clubs are prior military. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they miss that camaraderie. They, you, you need it. I mean, I've been fortunate enough that I have good family and I have good friends that give me that. Okay. You know, so I didn't really have to go do that. I mean, I wanted to, because uh, there was a, a motorcycle club in the late 90s that asked me to prospect too. They weren't 1%, though. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, it's, you get the best of both worlds if you're not clubbed up, if you're not patched up. Why? You could basically go wherever you want to go, because they have lookouts. I've been to bars down here in Chula Vista that they have lookouts and- I've seen a club come in and then the big dominant club that thought they, well, I won't say thought, I'll, ref, I'll rescind that, that has influence down here, come in and say, you guys need to remove your cut or you need to leave. Okay. I've seen that. And it's weird you bring that up. We were, <laughs> we were hanging out one day. Well, not even hanging out. We just ran into each other and- and a, a motorcycle, I don't even know if they were a motorcycle club, but a few guys in a motorcycle, on a motorcycle, and they had some cuts. They were, mili they, they were a military club. They were a mil military club, so you remember what I'm talking about. Yes. And another club came in, and you said, check that out. They're having a sit down. Right. They probably have some sort of fucking drama They'll or beef. some sort of beef, mm -hmm. and they're here to hash it out. Yep. And they sat down, and they were somewhere out, sitting outside on some benches, and, and just the mannerisms going back and forth. And you're like, yeah, man, that guy's in control. He's, you can tell he's getting in that guy's face, kind of letting it down. And they did it in broad daylight, but calm and collected. No screaming, no yelling. They were just kind of like in each other's faces and saying, hey, like, right. you disagree about this. We have a disagreement regarding this and we need to fucking handle it because I'm assuming. I'm assuming like they didn't want to take it to the next level. No, they definitely have sit downs. They, they, they'll call if there, if, there's a, if there's a beef with another club, they'll call the president and say, we need to meet up. Excuse me. Most more than likely, those guys were officers in the club. Nice. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see their little, uh, what would you call it? Patch. Their patch that says president or v VP or whoever it was, but I'm sure they were the the officers of that club. So they, that's why they met up. So now we're back to you. Mm -hmm. You're officially patched up. You're part of a motorcycle <laughs> club. You know, you went back to work. The day consists of you doing normal shit on a normal day. I'm a family man. Kiss your wife goodbye. You go to work. You come home. You have kids. You hang out with your kids. Beep, ring, something. Somebody calls you. We're having a meeting at the warehouse, at the clubhouse. Right. You've got to go to that. If it's a sanctioned meeting, a church, like they have church every week. So every Friday you go to, you know, at six o'clock you have church, you go to church. And then that's when they talk about club business. And no, there's no prospects in there, no hangarounds in there. It's, it's strictly club members only. Full patch. So members. at that point, you're having your monthly uh, manager meeting for your foundation. That's a good way to put it. You're yeah. having the, and no outsiders are allowed because uh -huh. you're discussing legitimate club business, potentially fundraisers, whatever. Whatever goes on in a club, I don't know. Right. If I'm going by what goes on in Sons of Anarchy, they're not professionals in that, in that uh, show or in that reality TV. It seems like they were popping off at something every day day every week there was a new drama a new adventure with us and the sons of anarchy so that's not real no Cart car cartel and irish mob is too big for a fucking motorcycle club to to get involved with okay you know they, they it's a motorcycle club they're into motorcycles uh -huh. it's not what it was portrayed on tv or in the news or even fucking yeah are there some bad apples yeah but there's some bad apple cops too right mm, go ahead you know so 
there's bad apples everywhere. You know, if they're doing it for the club, I beg to differ. But with all the laws, they're trying to force that. The law enforcement's forcing that. They, they're doing it for club and club business only when it's not true. Because everyone that I know, no one's committed a felony. Good. That, that's something to hang your hat on, even if you're not in a motorcycle club. Right. <laughs> you know, they're not felons. You know, they're, they want people that can earn money and be part of the club because you pay your dues, like I said before. You're what do dues look like? It depends on what club it is. Okay. I mean, it, it could be from 25 bucks, depending on how many members you have, up to, uh, I'm guessing, 500 bucks. I don't know. And I truly don't know that. Cool. Well, and then we'll just kind of- I know that you do pay dues. Okay. Monthly? Weekly? Quarterly? I think monthly. I and think those dues go to the, the club the and clubhouse, everything? Okay. Just upkeep? Right. Well, they, most clubhouses, if you go to a clubhouse, they have a bar. Go ahead. So if you're invited to their clubhouse, they say, come on over, Steve-O. Come into my club. We'll- Did I just get invited? Am I going to a club? Yeah. Where are you taking me? Wherever you want to go. Oh, shut up, man. I'm, <laughs> fucking, I got, I'm, I'm a family. I want to kiss my wife goodnight. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a softie. Like <laughs> like okay, but, but Sons of Anarchy says differently. <laughs> How pissed off do real motorcycle clubs get when they're depicted like in the Sons of Anarchy? They don't get pissed. They just laugh at it. They just laugh at it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know if you're aware, there were some club members that were part of the writing crew and-, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I, they, I saw that. And they were actors. Okay. You know, so- Do they get upset that they are kind of showing a little bit of behind the scenes of what really happens in a club? I mean, it's not difficult to find. I mean, you can go on YouTube- I don't and you can get actual behind the scenes of what- that wasn't, I don't think. You don't think those were real stories based on something? It was more just no, fictional? It's all fictional. Somebody with it's a creative mind. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, how if that was the case, all the shit that went on in Sons of Anarchy. Go ahead. You don't think it wouldn't hit in the news? I have no idea. It would hit the news. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, the only thing I ever if seen. there's fucking people shooting. Yeah. You would hear about it on the yeah. news, right? And you, it can't be that often because I've seen like, uh, I've seen documentaries and it always seems to be the same uh the same experiences that they keep showing over and over. It's very rare that you see new footage. Right. Is what I'm trying it's to say. It's kind of the same thing recycled. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Are you a Sons of Anarchy fan? I would say, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I like, I enjoyed it. I Dude, it's funny because uh, talking about, mo- I just like watching shows with motorcycles. Uh-huh. Remember um, uh, Harley Davidson, the Marble Man? Okay. With Mickey Rourke? Nah, bro. Watch it. Okay. I, the Mickey reason, Rourke. That's a, the, the dude who played the wrestler. Yeah. All right. They, cool. The only reason why I watched it is because fucking had motorcycles on it. All right. All right. I like a TV show with motorcycle shows or with motorcycles. How often do you ride? I try to ride every day if I can. All right. Does your wifey ride? No. Does she? No, okay. So that's a flat no. She's been on my bike. We've been together for. 20, Careful now. Careful now. Of all the things you said today, this is the one that could cause you the most harm. Yeah. How long have you been with wifey? 27, 28 years. How do you, motherfucker? Is it 27 or is 28? There's no- We'll go 28. There you go. Final answer? Final answer. Want to call her? See what's up? We can. <laughs> she won't answer. Um, And she's been on my bike twice. Twice? Yeah, twice. Why? What's the deal with that? She just don't like it. Okay, so she doesn't. It's she not a matter- It's not her thing. Because I asked you earlier, it's like, are women allowed in motorcycle clubs? And you're like, <laughs> not the 1% ones. Well, yeah. I mean- they have, don't get me wrong, there's girl motorcycle clubs. Uh-huh. If there's a 1% motorcycle club women-wise, I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't really know. I've never seen one. I mean, I know that there's some that are, that hang out with other 1% motorcycle clubs, but I don't think they're 1% motorcycle clubs. I love baseball. I, I don't play baseball professionally. I enjoy baseball immensely. I consider myself an expert in stats of baseball. I can rattle you off numbers of players and, and their stats and what they did in the 2015 season and, and 1995 season, things like that. How do you gauge your knowledge and expertise of motorcycle clubs? Not a specific one, but overall, the motorcycle world, the motorcycle club world and everything that it entails. Are you confident saying that, you know, uh, I'm an expert. I know what goes on. I've been there. I've seen firsthand how things operate, the day-to-day transactions, who's involved, the misconceptions. No, I don't think I would be an expert at all. 
I mean, I'm not, I've never been in a motorcycle mm -hmm, club. Mm -hmm. I've never played baseball. I yeah. mean, professionally. I mean, I, the motorcycle world is more about respect than anything else. If you, you know, a lot of people say, well, this club's in there. I'm not going to go in there. Go ahead. You could go in there. Yeah. If you're on a motorcycle, they're not going to give you shit. They're, if they, if you make eye contact with them, go, go say what's up to them. You know, if you look at them and then turn away real quick, they're going to go, oh, he's already intimidated. And <laughs> so they have one up on you. But yeah, just like on any other, yeah, any other fucking guy, dude, you know, they, as soon as you look at somebody and they go, oh, dude, all right. They, <laughs> put, they put their pinchy chonies on the same way we do. Okay. You know, all, <laughs> Breaking all, news, brother. Yeah. I don't wear pinchy chonies, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone's the same. You're, everyone's equal. You know, that's funny you say that. I was at a, I was at a spot one day. Wifey was there, myself and another buddy and his lady were there. Um, I like to wear Pendletons. I like to wear Dixon flannels. You know, it's a very, it's a very good flannel. It's a, it's a very, yes, it's a great flannel. This episode is brought to you by Dixon. It's not, but hey, what's up? Um, I enjoy, I enjoy dressing in flannels. It's my go-to look. You know, if I'm not looking like a bum right now after work, because in the morning I just come straight from where I, I work. I'm a working man. Okay. Dirty hands, clean money, whatever. I enjoy dressing up in Dixons and stuff. And we were out and about. Is that dressing up? For me, and that's what I'm saying, man. For me, I'm dressing up. Well, I don't know. I went to a wedding this weekend, bro. And I was wearing my, 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 my Mexican suit and my Mexican belt, my Mexican boots. I saw, I saw that. See, that's a whole different club right there. You ain't about that club. Um, we went out, we hang out, had a couple of drinks, la la, woo woo. People who looked like they were in a motorcycle club came in. And I can't say whether or not they were, because in all honesty, I don't know if they were. But my dude was like, hey, man, fuck. They're looking at us because we're wearing flannels and they're this color. What and this. color were they? Uh, I think mine was a purple one. Okay. Yeah. Who's your friends? Uh, probably red, in all honesty. Yeah. Is, is that why? Or maybe mine was red and his was purple. Whatever. We wear flannels. All my friends, we all wear flannels. That's because right. we're, we're, we're of that age where, where that's fancy. Yes. Yes. And the homies that were looking at you were what? Uh, Mexicano? I think they're Mexicano. They look Mexicano. They look like me. We, we can pass for whatever. You know, we, we, I, I'm like you a gig. No, huh? <laughs> those days are gone. Um, yeah, I think they were Mexican. I'm not 100% sure, honestly. Um, went there, hung out with what? And I said, fuck, you're just wearing flannels, whatever. They looked over. I gave the head nod. And they gave a head nod. That was that. Respect. That's a wrap. Right. You know, it's like, if I knew I was doing something wrong, I think I probably would have cowered away and looked away and been like, oh, fuck. It's done, you know? Yeah. But I was like, what are we doing? I'm wearing a fucking flannel, you know? It, it, it's red. Let's just say it was red. And then they look and what's up? And I say, what's up? You know? I mean, if things went sideways there, I probably said, let me get you guys a drink. I don't, you know, I don't know if there's some sort of right. miscommunication here, but just to let you know that I'm coming from a good spot, let me get my buyers some, some bucanitas. And that would have been well, it most for of the time me. They could tell that you're, you're not a biker. You yeah, I'm not a, a fucking biker, bro. Look at my hands. Look at these hands. Mm. Beautiful. They're for podcasting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and, and you, could, you, could, you look at a biker, you know he's a biker. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, quite a bit. Of You've told me they're, they're some of the officers in motorcycle clubs are professionals. So in their professional life, would you be able to tell that they are? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Most of their clubs. What's the dead giveaway? More than likely the, the, the beard. Okay. Okay, wait. The real estate agent that I know is, he's got a long beard. Do you have to have a beard to be in a motorcycle? Oh, no. Oh, shit, man. clean cut kids. Fuck, the only reason Kevin's here is because I heard when you have to open a brewery, you have to have a white guy that has a beard. So I was like, hey, bro, I need fucking, <laughs> Kevin, you fit a fucking prototype. I need you, bro. Need you. And he, he's here and he's yeah. happy and we, we love each other now. You know, I, I, the beard is awesome. But, so I don't need a beard to be in a fucking motorcycle club. You could All be right. no tattoos, All right. beard, okay. long hair. You could. Yeah. But I, I mean, you just know. You know people's demeanor that, that that ride bikes or not. And I'm not gonna lie to you, the most of the most of the bikers that I've met, in all honesty, they're chill. They know me though, so I don't know. You know, like I, I've already like either they they've been to my establishments and they'll see me out and about and be like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, what's cracking, man? You know. And I'm not very I'm not an imposing figure. Like when I go out, and I, I'm. You're easy to talk to. I am. I'm, I'm fucking nice. Like I'd like to make it. I'm. I'd like to think. I know I'm an asshole. But I know I'm nice. I'm not. I'm not purposely. All the time, yeah, because I don't purpose. Asshole. I don't purposely go out to disrespect people. Is the big difference. I go out and like to have a good time, and I like to push buttons and get, right. hey, what's up, just to kind of get a reaction and see where you're at, and like, all right, cool, my kind of guy, my kind of, you know, I'm, I'm with it. And then we kind of, you know, all right, I like to start a relationship off on that level. Right. 
So I feel like my demeanor allows me to kind of float amongst the different tribes. You know, I, I, I feel that I, I'm comfortable going into different communities in San Diego, knowing that I'm going to be all right. You know, I'm, I'm not coming in here being a, a, a prick. And that's where the major discrepancy is. Like, I know I'm an asshole. I know you're an asshole. We have, this, we have similar kind of uh, personality traits. You know, yeah, you, the guy right there wow. with no name. We like to go at each other. We, we, yeah, because we know each other. Yeah, I mean, before, before I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we knew each other, I, I still felt comfortable coming at you. You know, I called you by your name and you said, nobody, uh, nobody calls me that. I remember I called you by a different name. It's like, nobody calls me that. And I was like, yeah, well, what's up? He's like, no, I know you're, I know you Was it my actual name? No, it was a shortened version. Oh, because you, you know why you did that? Because you, your dad calls me that. Okay. And I won't say nothing to him because I respect the Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, because there's a few, and it's always, my wife's Mexican. I've grown up, I grew up in National City. So I've been around the Mexican culture quite a bit. And it's always the viejitos always call me uh-huh. my short name. I don't say nothing to them. But when someone younger, I'm like, uh, come on, you know my name. But you didn't tell me that. I was being nice. Ah, whatever. I'm trying to get my name out. <laughs> I'm not trying to get your name <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to let you know that, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's these things that we're going over, they are all rooted in respect. Right. I could go to a doctor and be a prick. And he'll probably be like, hey, man, like, is there a fucking problem? You know, I can go to that same doctor and be an asshole. Like, hey, what's up? You know, and like, all right, good guy. Want a drink? Let me get you a drink. Boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's kind of why I've skirted around any situations or dramas myself. You know, because I find myself in positions where like, oh, shit, where are we? What's going on? This, this can't be good. But I'm easy to talk to and I know how to communicate. And I, I know how to get myself into a situation but just as well, I know how to get myself exactly. out of a situation. Right. You know, it's like, I know when I've crossed the line and be like, in all honesty, I mean, I'm just fucking with you, man. Let me get you a drink. What's up? I'm this, I'm that. Let's sit down. And then, oh, it's cool, man. I get you. Ha ha. And that's it. You know, knock on wood. To this day, that's gotten, I, I've been good with that. Right. But in the real world, do shit, situations like that escalate rather quickly in the bar. Somebody wearing a flannel. Somebody looks at me. Woo, 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 woo. Ah, and then it's popping. It's happened to me before. Yeah. Oh, Down man. here in the South Bay. I that's got, scary. That scares me because uh, I have kids. And, I, and I feel like I have to instill upon them how to communicate, how to act. I have to like raise them to be decent little human beings. Don't take shit from anybody, but don't be, don't give unnecessary shit to people. Right. You know, like you gotta, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it. Right. Exactly. Okay. You don't, there's no pretending. There's no faking. You're respectful. You're respectful. If you're an asshole, hey, you're a fucking asshole. Ride or die with that. I was, uh, one time I was meeting one of my homies at Stoney's one time. We'll mention Stoney's. Go ahead. And uh, the motorcycle club that goes in there, I happened to be wearing the wrong color that day. But I didn't know they were going to be there. And I didn't really. Were you privy to the idea that. I had no idea that they were there that day. That day. But you knew that that specific bar was a a legitimate hangout. Yes. And it was. uh, but it was like a function. They were okay. a function there. I pulled up hot and heavy on my bike. And I was wearing, obviously, not the color that they're too fond on. Four or five of the members came out. And two of the prospects came up to me. I took off my, because I wear a vest. I wear a cut. Not, it's not a cut like, like on a motorcycle club. But I had a cut on. I took it off so they could see what it said on the back. It was a military shirt because I was in the military. And then... Everything just okay. go down from there. But it was. What if it wasn't from the military? Well, if it was a support club shirt, then I would have been in trouble. Yeah. I wouldn't have stopped. Would, would he, oh, okay. I feel what you're saying. I wouldn't All have right. stopped. I would have known. What if you were because ignorant? When, to I, when, when I pulled in, I didn't really realize what color I had on until I got off my bike. And when they started coming and I looked and I'm off. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now I know why. So I took my vest off, put it in my saddlebag and. Then they saw what it was and they were, ah, it's okay, he's cool. So that could have gone either way quickly, depending well, on who you acted. On, yes, on how I acted and if it was a- Real life shit. If it was a support club fucking shirt, I would have been fucked. Yeah? Yeah. There wouldn't have been no, hey, you should leave? There wouldn't- No. No? No, they probably would have fucked me up. Really? Damn you, look at you. Always causing trouble everywhere you go. No, not me. No? I'm a good dude. Yeah? I like to think so. 
What do you think? I'm sitting here with you right now, man. I'm very interested in these things. You know, I, I love, I don't even want to call it the underworld life. I just like shit that's in secrecy. Like I love school and bones, a skull and bones rather. Like that secret fucking club and universities and Ivy League schools and stuff like that. I just like, I like those kinds of things. Fuck, we have the Emo Brown social club. You know, like we're creating, we're fucking around and we're creating a club ourselves in that, in that respect. Right, and the more that you know about a certain culture, because mm-hmm. motorcycle communities, I think it's a culture. You know, just like Mexican culture, mm-hmm. black culture, mm-hmm. white culture. Well, they say we don't have culture, but go ahead, tell me more. Whatever. <laughs> but motorcycle culture is, it's a, uh, it's all about respect. It's a, uh, it's an underworld of respect. If you show respect, you're gonna get respect. And every, anyone you talk to that rides a motorcycle, on a daily, they'll they'll tell you the same thing. You know, they just they just want, hey, how you doing? They don't. They're not fucking into Nobody's out there to come and get you. No, they're, they, they're not going to, if you look at them wrong, maybe if you look at them wrong and you're looking at them wrong too many times, then they're going to come and confront you and go, what's up? We got a problem. People are afraid to go to Mexico. People are afraid to go to certain areas of Mexico. As they, as you know what? No, but, 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 but as, as they should be some certain areas you shouldn't go to certain areas. You should just steer clear. If you ain't got no business there, don't go there. Right. You know, but I was always told as a youngster, si lo buscas, lo vas a encontrar. Yes. If you look for it, you're going to find right. it. Right. So I, I've always lived my life saying, shit, I don't really have anything to prove to anybody. You know, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I'm not out there trying to flex and puff my chest and be like, ah, hear me roar. I just go, I handle my business. If I go to TJ and we want to do something, my TJ trips can, and I went a lot as a youngster. See, and I, I'm different now because I'm married. So I don't, a lot of the things I did when I was younger don't apply anymore. I was in TJ two, three times a week. We would be going to the sports book. We went to Bonita. Yeah, it was so close. <laughs> <laughs> so we would just be go across the border, give food, hang out, drink, whatever. All before the beautiful age of 18. Right. And then when it turned 18, then it, that, that game changed a little bit. You know, so I went to TJ a lot up until like my early 20s. You know, and, and it was for gambling and drinking and hanging out and the ambiance, el ambiente. Just everything was like, oh, hell yeah, I like this. I like that now, you know, like that, that, that's what I was about. But now I feel like I can't go down the way. I have no business going down there. There's nothing for me there. I'll go like if my family's going with me and then the game changes a little bit. If I was a young single man and I was in a position where a motorcycle club was courting me and I had no wife, girlfriend or attachment, I can see being very allured to that lifestyle. Absolutely. It's I can very- see, yeah, I can see being like, oh my God. These guys are fucking legends. Look at them. They're coming down the freeway. It's like they're parting the water. It's like fucking Moses said, part the fucking sea. And these guys are coming right through. No one's getting in their Just way. Like that. Just no like one's that. getting in their way. They've got important business to attend to. And everybody around them knows what's going on. You know? So if I was a young guy, yeah, that totally would, would appeal to me. And I would have been all about that. That never, the gangs or, or motorcycle clubs or anything, that never really was an option for me because it never really presented itself to me. And I'd like to say that, you know, I come from a family that provided me things that I wasn't looking for, you know, like comfort, warmth, love, all that I got from my family. Right. So I wasn't really out there seeking because, you know, you watch but a lot, lot of, of those th- people I, probably come from. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, well, and I don't, and I don't want to paint it with a broad yeah, brush, right. but when you see this documentary, it's like, Oh, little junior came from a broken home and he was just looking for some direction in his life and la la, you know? And so it's like, I really didn't have an excuse to join a gang, to join a fucking motorcycle club, uh, be a drug dealer. You look, I didn't have those like needs because my needs well, were motorcycle men. clubs aren't drug dealers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Members. Well, can I finish? Can, sure. can I finish? Sure. Being, I joined a music group. That was my right. allure. You know, my allure was I, I've never been on a bicycle. I'm not rather a motorcycle. I've never been on a motorcycle. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe right now at the ripe old age of 42, I jump on a motorcycle and it's like life changing. No, I think it comes early. Yeah. I think it comes early. Cause when I did it, when I, I was, I was in the military at the time and I was at Myrtle beach and I was great riding. golf over there. Yes. I was uh, riding. I, we didn't know we were on Liberty cause we uh, just came back from either Honduras or Panama. Not sure where, which one. But uh, we went there early or late at night, and then I woke up early in the morning, and I said, I told my friend, hey, and I'm going to take your bike out. So I took it out. Nothing there. There was nothing there. It was just me on the road by myself. So I have a couple. I go back. It's about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. We start drinking. 
One o'clock rolls around. I go, hey, let me take your bike again. So we got on. I got on the bike. Fucking, it was bike week at Myrtle Beach. Had no idea. And I was on a Japanese motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> Funniest thing, I stopped at a, at a red light and these people started throwing rice at me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they throwing rice at me? I look at the bike, I go, oh, fuck a rice rocket. Uh-huh. So I go back and then I go back to that bar to see what these people are all about. Because at that age, I was... 19, but I had a fake ID and cause we're all shaved head Mex or Mexicans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all shaved white guys look the same. I, I agree. So <laughs> you look like seven different people right now. I don't know which one is which go ahead, but I'm better looking. Than <laughs> and it happened to be one of the biggest motorcycle clubs in the world. All right. And I'm like, go, I go up to him and they, Hey, you're the kid that was on that freaking rice rocket earlier. And I go, yeah. They're all, why are you, why are you riding that at, if, during bike fucking week? It's fucking Harley Davidson week. And I'm all, it's two wheels, right? And he's all, they're all, no, it's Harley Davidson, motherfuckers. Yeah. And from that day, I, I told, I called my dad. I go, dad, I'm not, I'm going to buy a bike. What'd pop say? He said, fuck, no, you're not. All right. But I did anyways. So I bought a bike and it was a Harley and I've been on, not, I haven't been on that one since, but that was what that was my experience with freaking why I wanted to buy a Harley Davidson. I like the way they look. I've always liked the way they look because you could customize it to anything you want. Like you have the Cholo style, like your pops has, okay, with the low bars, and you could go high bars, or you can go club style, which is the sleek freaking bike that you could split lanes and all the other shit. And you know, I have a bagger. You know, my bagger set up where it's comfortable for me. I like it, and you could customize. Not every bike looks the same. You could change them. That's what I liked about the Harley. You can't do that with an interceptor. They all look the same. So, but going back to that, the Rice Rock, it was, it was a big club, a huge club, as everyone probably knows if, if you know anything about motorcycle clubs. But it was funny. I went up to them. They came to me. I had no problem with them. No. They had no problem with me. I just thought it was hilarious. You know, and I was curious on who the fuck was throwing the rice at me. And it happened to be one of the biggest clubs in the world. So let's flash back now. You've been, you've been in a club. You are now three years in. You're no longer a prospect. You're fully patched up. Is the goal of everybody who's patched up to be a president, a treasurer, a vice president? No, because it's all political. Okay. You got to be a politician to be president. Why? Because you're going to have situations where. So you're telling me the, 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 the presidents are usually, they've got. They've got savvy behind them. They know how to talk. They know how to communicate. Yes. They know how to Very do- well. Okay. And because there's going to be a time where, say, the club that I rode with came down here. They, the other clubs have look, lookouts. They'll call that club, and then they'll, that, that club will show up. And then if it's a prospect and just a regular old member or just prospects at all, hanging out, having a couple beers or wherever they're at, they're going to get a phone. Their, their president will probably get a phone call and say, hey, what the fuck is your people doing down in my area? That, you know, that's our area type shit. So yeah. it gets very territorial. Oh, yeah. Like I was telling you before, when, when I, I was at a bar and some club showed up, two members showed up. They, were, they, weren't, they weren't a 1%. They were just a regular old club. And I know who the lookouts are for the certain clubs down here because I've seen them and I know they're always talking and shit like that. They don't know how to keep their fucking mouth shut. Careful. And careful. <laughs> it's true. Careful. And uh, 30 minutes later, they come pulling up. I knew these motherfuckers were rats. All they're doing is having a good time. They're just, if they were coming into a bar, spend a little money, what does it matter? Why is it your, why is it your bar? You're not there right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's. And so they would probably get a phone call. So that's where it gets a little tricky. Yeah, it's totally tricky. It's fucking, it's political as fuck, dude. I'm not a good politician, so I would be, that's why I kind of shied away because I like going where I want to go. If you have a patch on your back, you can't go wherever you want to go. What if you take that patch off? But if you're on your motorcycle, you don't take that patch okay, off. Okay, so you're, if you're going to be on your motorcycle, you, better have, that patch you have to on. have your cut with the patch have, of the club you're on. You better have Let's it. Let's just say- I'm in your motorcycle club and you just see me cruising the streets and I'm not wearing it. You know, I want to get some sun. So I took my shirt off. I need a little bit of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very light Mexican. I need, I need some color. 
Well, you better have a vet. You better have a sunburn just showing your arms and your chest. Yeah. You better have a, you better. So that, that's a, that's a faux pas. That's, that's bad news. You don't do that. Yeah. That's a show of disrespect. You're part of that motorcycle club. If you're on your motorcycle, you better have that fucking patch on. All right. I'm scared and I don't even have a club. Yeah, you do. You go brown. I know. How do people view, how do motorcycle clubs, like those kinds of clubs, view the smaller clubs? I'm sure they, as, as long as they're respectful to each other. I mean, I don't think the biggest club in the world is going to go, ah, they suck. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, at what point do they pay attention? What does it take for a smaller club to catch the attention of a bigger club? If they're starting to show up and causing commotion, making with, some noise. Yeah. If they're doing shit that they shouldn't be doing to fucking bring attention to motorcycle clubs, you know, they're, if you're at a bar, you want to be respectful. You don't want to be an asshole. You don't want to go fucking, and then have that bartender go, fuck these, this certain club's a fucking piece of shit. I don't want them in here anymore. And the next thing you know, they're banned. They can't get in there. You know, and then next thing you know, the next club that comes in, they're all, we don't accept motorcycle clubs anymore. Because that's so happening just, quite a bit now. They just ruined it. I've been, I've been to spots before where it says no cuts or yeah. something like that, you know? I didn't know what it meant. And then I asked and like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, they fucked it up on their own. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a reason why they have it. That's the reason why. Because fucking some motorcycle went in there, some motorcycle club went in there acting a fucking idiot. When you act an idiot, no one, no one wants to fucking hang out with that. What's the biggest reason you would want to join a motorcycle club? Me? Yes, sir. Join one? Mm. The camaraderie. Yeah. All those dudes that I know, cool as fuck. Cool. Cool ass people. You could count on them. Not that I can't count on the folks that I hang out with, mm. but it's a different, it's different. It's almost like the military. You know, if I call, if I called my buddy that lives in Jersey and I needed him here today, he'd be here today. Really? Yeah. And if he needed me, I'd be there tonight. Guaranteed. You have that. It's, it, there's a tight bond, dude. You know, you, we go through a lot of shit and to get a patch, to be a full patch member, you go through a lot of shit. You know, there's things that you do that you, that they went through you went through, I went through. That's why we're the way we are. We're tight now. We're brothers. That's what, that's what makes you a brother. That's why, you, you know, you'll hear them say, hey, what's up, brother? Mm. Stop making it too easy on the Emo Brown Social Club members. I should, I should up the ante a little bit. No, I think you guys got a good, <laughs> you guys got a good thing going. I like what you guys are doing. Thank you, man. You should join us on one of our rides. It's a bicycle, though. Well, now that I'm able to. Mm-mm. <laughs> almost gave that away, huh? Biggest reason you wouldn't want to join a motorcycle club. That I wouldn't want to? Go ahead. Um, the fact that you can't go wherever you want. Mm. You know, I, I like to go where I want to go. I like to be able to ride where I want to ride. And I don't want to be on the road and be on the lookout all the time. I mean, like, there's enough assholes out there on the road that I got to look out for. But having to watch out for a motorcycle, come, come, motorcycle club coming up upon you is pretty stressful. What do you do if you do have a motorcycle? I'm on the freeway, you know, cruising down with my family. I look over my shoulder in the side view mirror and there's a couple of dozen motorcycles coming my way. Do I maintain speed and keep going? Do I slowly make myself to the, uh, the shoulder and, and pull over and let these guys go? Or what's the rule? What is disrespectful in a situation like that? And what is acceptable? If you're on a motorcycle? Nah, I'm just chilling. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a fucking minivan. And you're in the fast lane? Yeah, all right. How fast are you going? Five miles past what it's allowed. Get the fuck out. Cool. Because they're going about 95, 100 miles an hour. And, the, and so they usually go on the fast lane area? or yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. all right. Will they harass me if I'm like, oh my God, I'm nervous, I can't go? No, they'll just split. Yeah? They'll just split. You don't want to split them though, huh? Is that bad? What do you mean? Split them. Split their crew? Like they have to go around you? No, but they'll split, they'll split the lane. Okay. They'll just go, if you're going 75 miles an hour in the fast lane and they're going 95, they're just going to shoot by you. Okay. They're not going to kick you or anything like that. They're just going to go, why are you in that lane, fucker? No. <laughs> <laughs> just like anybody else. Yeah. What else you got to tell us, man? 
I wanted to take some questions, but I wanted to fill you out first. Okay. I, wa- I wanted to see what you're, what you're about, what you were going to bring to the table. Okay. I will open it up to questions moving forward when I release this. Okay. And then maybe we'll have you back in here and when we'll have a nice little Q&A, okay. a little question you, what, and answer. Do you want to talk about the time we were in the fast lane and another club came up on you, us? You tell me. <laughs> you tell me what you could talk about. This was probably one of the best, I won't say best experience. It was probably the most adrenaline pumping experience of my life. We're going, we're coming back from uh, LA area and uh, we're in the Encinitas area and we're in the fast lane going about 95 miles an hour. Mind you, highway patrol is right there. We just go right by them. We don't, they didn't give a fuck. Cause they can't stop you. You're too fast for them. They basically, they say, fucking let them go. Yeah. But then I look in my rear view mirror and I see some lights coming, but it wasn't, it wasn't flashing lights. It wasn't flashing lights. It was just, it was more motorcycles coming. And then all of a sudden I look over, they're on top of us. We're not on top of us, but to the right of us. Cause we were in the fast lane going 85, 90 miles an hour. And so they approached us going about a hundred miles an hour. And I'm, I was, I'm not a prospect, but I was at the back with a prospect and the prospect jumped out. What does that mean? He jumped out into their lane because they tried to they tried to overtake us in the fast lane. Okay. So he jumped out and started pushing them over with his motorcycle. Kept pushing them over, pushing them over until he got they got clear of us. And that was freaking. I'm sure that was something to see if you were in a car because there was a lot of cars on the road and people saw that he was just pushing them over. The prospect took care of biz and freaking because we I was with three patch members two prospects and myself and the patch members just ignored it. They just kept going. They didn't care because the prospect did his job bumped over. The other prospect jumped over and he blocked the lead guy. So when that club did over, they did overtake because these guys didn't, they're all fucking whatever. They want to act like assholes, let them act like, like assholes. So they jumped over and then they shot off real fast, but it was, it was quite interesting because that prospect was fucking going 95 miles an hour, freaking shooing those guys away. Imagine, that sounds fucking scary as shit, man. Dude, it was. I mean, it, when I got home, I, I sat there fucking shaking, telling my daughter about the story. And she's all, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why are you riding with them? Yeah. I'm all. Okay. And at that point, it, you're guilty by association. Exactly. They don't care that, oh, hey, hey, man, I'm just like, I'm a civilian. I am, what, what did you call it? I'm a, I'm a friend of the, of the club. Right. I'm a friend of the club. You know, the, I'm a good friend of the club. Right. The law, enfor- law enforcement will call me a slick back because there's no patch on my back. Go ahead. A slick back. Slick back is with no, pa- you have no prospect patch, no nothing. You're a slick back. And they'll let you go? Or if you're with a, a, a uh, club that's in some, some shit, will I'm they kind of sh- stop you? No, they'll stop me and run me. Yeah. They'll run me, see what's going on. Yeah. Who are you, sir? And then just say, all right, you're clean. Get out of here. And most of the time when they do get pulled over, it's never pulled over by a regular patrol. It's usually gang task force. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why they, I won't say that's why they kind of know they could ride on the highway and not get fucked with at the speeds that they go because the gang task force isn't there and they, most cops aren't going to fucking want to deal with that shit. And it's probably- How are you, you going to pull over fucking 10 more? That's cars? what I was going to say, man. It's probably fucking dangerous to yeah. try to stop a, a dozen motorcycles going at 95 plus. Right. You're probably causing more harm by trying to chase after they're them. Not, they're not going to stop. Yeah. They're going to keep going. Yeah, they won't stop? No. Why? Because <laughs> they live, in, they have their own laws. Yeah? Yeah. 1% motorcycle club. You wish you joined when you were younger, didn't you? Honestly? Yes. If- it happened when I was in my thirties. I'd probably, I'd probably have been one in, in one because yeah. I was, I was hanging in those areas. But now that I'm a little older, I, I'm in certain, I'm in different areas now that I wouldn't be good for me to be in a particular club. Yeah, yeah. Look at you. I think you said a lot today. I think you said too much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot it to you, and then, and, and then you're gonna listen to it before we release it. I think it was awesome. I, I, I mean, I, I enjoy these stories, man. I'm a storyteller myself. So I enjoy having stories told to me, you know, especially in a, in an area that's, that captures my interests like this, you know? Right. I like these kinds of things, man. And, and I know, oh, well, a motorcycle club is not like this, but I like this kind of shit. I like like movies about gangs and, 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 and cartels and clubs. And as you say, people who live by their own set of laws. Right. I enjoy that. 
I don't necessarily do it myself. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much. It's like, I, I, I'm like, oh, wow. Motorcycle clubs actually have more laws than they have. They're, they're, they have to go by a certain, they, they have bylaws. Nice. If you don't go by their bylaws, then you're done. You're, you're out of the club. So breaking one of the bylaws gets you out of the club. Oh, absolutely. What's the most important bylaw there? Don't be a drug addict. Really? All right. I never assumed that they were or motorcycle motorcyclists are drug addicts. Seems like it would take a, a lot of a, attention to detail when you're riding. It does. You know what I'm saying? It does, but you, you'd be surprised. There's like I've, asked, I've seen motorcyclists that come in and like, man, I can only have two beers. It's like, oh, why? What happened? They're like, oh, I'm on a motorcycle. I just want to, you know, and I'm like, oh. I wish I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met a lot of people that, yeah, that, that have, you know, they come in and yeah. doing representing who they represent and like, nah, man, I can have two and I'm good. All right, cool. Know your limits, I guess. So if being a drug addict would probably, it would make being somebody who rides on the regular, it would be a difficult task to accomplish. I don't know how drug addicts function. Yeah. Especially if they were in a club. Yeah. I, I don't know how they would be able to do it. You know, they always say uh, they're, they're a bunch of drug dealers and all this other shit. I don't think so. Nice. Actually, I know so. Yeah. Yeah. The folks that I know, they're not. They're professionals. They do what they do. Everyone, you have to have it. It must feel awesome to have a motorcycle club that has your back and they know who you are and you're a friend it's of nice. the club. I it's was going nice. to say, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It, it, it really is. And it's you pretty- almost get all of the perks without having to be in, in like 100% in. It's Bingo. like, you know, it's like a friend with benefits. Yes. Hey, let's go to the movies. And it's funny because there's times where I'll show up at a function or I'll show up somewhere that, where they're at. And because- Every patch member will have a prospect with them. And I'll come, I'll go straight up to the president and say, what's up, man? Hug all that shit. Hey, what's up, man? And the fucking prospects all like, who the fuck is this dude? Like he was, he was like watching, like, who is this guy coming up to my president type shit? It's funny. Yeah. And then he introduces me and then it's all good. And everyone's friends. Yeah. But they, they, they're on, they're on, they're on high alert as prospects when they're out in a bar, at a bar or shit. They don't drink. No. They watch the bikes. They don't drink. They watch. They watch the movement. At er- it's funny everyone. you say that because I've been at spots where that's happened. And I'm like, oh, wow. That dude like legit looks like he's just hanging out, paying attention to everything that's going on around him. You know, like I, I, I'm, I'm alert to those things. You know, I, I'd like to see when you go into a restaurant, okay, who's sitting in the corner facing the door? It's like, okay. You know, like those are the kinds of, those are the kinds of things that I'm drawn to. Like, oh, like if we goes to do that, what happened? Do you have to do that? No. I mean, I've, I live such a, a normie little life, brother, but I, I know Going in somewhere, specific restaurants, specific bars. Like my first instinct, you know, it's like, who's sitting over there? All right. So that person, obviously, he has a close, he's paying close attention. Like I, I'd like to consider myself somebody who knows how to connect dots. Even when the dots aren't right out in the open, plain to see. Like I look over and be like, all right, that guy's sitting in the corner. Why? And then I look on the other side, I'm like, okay, he's with him. And what? And then you look, oh, it's because they're, they're with this guy. So they're just kind of there hanging out, making sure nothing comes in, nothing goes out without their approval, you know? What the fuck are they going to do? Nothing, but they're paying attention. Right. They're paying attention. Well, so I'm I, like, I, I have to have my back to, uh, I have to have my back to the wall. I have to be looking at the. the why? Ex- why do you have to do that? Just from when I was in the military. Yeah. Hyper vigilant. Yeah. Just hyper. Just. I was blessed with not having to worry about that, man. I, I'm, I'm, I lived a privileged life in that sense. That I'm, it's, I'm, I'm a normal fucking guy that doesn't. Mexican privilege? Like, that imagine, doesn't exist. Imagine that, dog. Imagine. In Chula Vista, it does. <laughs> shit, I don't got to worry. On Third Avenue, I got to worry about shit, man. I, I know everybody. Everybody That's knows why you us. Run for fucking mayor. Man, I don't run for shit. <laughs> I run when wifey tells me, you got to come home. I'm like, I'm coming, my boy. You know? <laughs> Just to make time to come out here, I get I had to get a permission slip and everything right. signed. I'm like, you know the deal, man. You, you, you said earlier, you're married to a Mexican woman. You know how this goes. Yes. It doesn't matter what club you represent. If your Mexican lady says, hey, uh, it's, it's on. It's time to be like, hey, Prez, sorry, my man. Wifey said I got to go. Oh, shit, you better go, bro. <laughs> I'm going to put this out, and I'm going to have people ask questions. And then we'll go over the questions and see if you want to answer, if you can answer them. I don't want you to get in trouble with any of your friends. Okay. This was awesome for you to just come in and kind of like, you know, appease my, my, my appetite for this kind of stuff, you know? Motherfucker, don't act like it was me. You wanted to come in here and, and hang out and, and kind of and sh- yeah. shoot the shit, you know? Yeah. You're very proud of this culture. I love being a biker. I know you're very proud of this culture and, and, and you tell me and you're like, I want to talk to you about these things. You know, I know you're interested. I know you will appreciate these things. I want to talk to you about these things and I'm all ears. I'm here for all of it. Unfortunately, there's a camera. Oh no, there's, there's a microphones in front of us. 
So I want you to be careful with what you say. You know, I want, I just want you to be, uh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, if it's a question I don't want to answer, I won't answer it. Go ahead. I'll just tell you straight out. I can't, I can't answer that. And I'll make up an answer. We'll try. <laughs> we'll do our best. Sir, always a pleasure. Yes. On a different level now. Damn, I'm probably going to put like one of those voice, uh, what is it called? The ones that make your voice unrecognizable? Yeah. Like they do on gangland? I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. What are you talking about? Motorcycle clubs are not like gangs. Why would you go to gangland? What they did to gangland. All right. That's I'm what just, they do. I'm just, I'm, you know, just checking the limits. The rats that don't want to get caught. Damn. <laughs> so if you ever did that, you would go straight up and say, huh, this is who I am. If you were in a motorcycle club, more importantly, can you retire from a motorcycle club? Yes. You can. Because you become, you get to a certain age where you can't ride anymore. Okay. And. I don't know, man. I saw Sons of Anarchy and there was this old dude who was riding like a, a motorcycle at three wheels. The trike. Okay. With the oxygen shank. Yeah, yeah. No, if you, if you can't ride anymore, they're, they're going to understand that. Yeah? Yeah. They're, I mean, it's not. How many like, dudes make it that far? Uh, I don't know. Is being a motorcycle club? Uh, I've, ne I've never seen anyone in a motorcycle club on a trike in San Diego or any other places I've traveled. So it's hard to say. What's the longevity of somebody in a motorcycle club? Shit, you have members that take Sonny Barger, for instance. Uh huh. Oh, you're, you're naming names? Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, I can. I can I mean, he's out there. He's been with the club for 60, I think 60 years or 60 plus years. All right. No, I mean he has books, so you could you could talk about Sonny Barger. Yeah, just don't say his club. I, I don't even know. That's <laughs> you. Look at you, that giggle, man. You scare me, <laughs> sir. Thank you for coming in. We'll get we'll get to the bottom of more questions when the questions come in. We'll see who who has any questions. So anybody listening out there, if you have any questions, just shoot them our way, and we'll we'll make it happen. Okie doke.